Hello everyone, welcome back to this special episode of Hey Have You Heard About? My name's Maddie and joining me today are all of these fun guests. Everyone say hello, say your name, let's go. Oh, hi, I'm Emily. I'm Matthew. I'm Kristen. I'm Dylan. And I am Claire, known from episode two, (laughs) Bruno Borges. Oh, also Dylan is from episode one. Yeah, so we've got some... uh, friends who are back so i thought this would be a fun little episode to do because we just got done watching the ted bundy movie uh extremely wicked and extremely wicked shockingly horrific and vile evil and vile it's a long title um i can't remember that so basically we all have some thoughts and this is gonna be a short episode just for time's sake so let's start with um, what did everyone think? What's everyone's thought on the movie? Claire's got some, some stuff. Um, I thought that, and we've sort of discussed it a little bit just like through watching it because we all watched it together. But I thought that the acting in it, for the majority of the film, there were some standout bad actors. But <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of the acting, especially by Zac Efron mm-hmm. and John Malkovich, um was really, really good. Um, I really think the downfall of this film was the writing. Yes. And the writing led to some, like, pacing issues for <coughs> sure. Some, like, because confu- a few of us who watched it, I knew very little about the Ted Bundy how cases. Many, how many of y'all have actually, like, looked into the case and, you know, studied it, like, it's me and Emily, basically. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I started the previous, like the other cases, and then wait, I think we started watching in your dorm, right? Yeah, watching. no, we started watching, uh, and then I honestly think I got tapes. scared and was yeah. like, "Okay, I'm gonna take a break from this," and then I never went back to it. Well, the guy that directed the Ted Bundy movie, and I, I said this when we were watching, but he also directed the tapes. You know, documentary that came out. Did he? He did. From what I saw, See, I like the tapes yeah, better. From what yeah. I saw of it, it was like nicely done. Yeah, but this is also the director who directed Blair Witch Two, mm-hmm. uh, Book of Shadows, and I don't know if anyone out there has seen that, but it's it's bad. It's really bad. I don't. So he's kind of a hit or miss guy, I think. <laughs> maybe it's a style. <laughs> yeah, I style. I kind of had some camera work and directorial issues, yeah. as well as writing issues. Because, like Claire said, there were there was some bad writing. Mm-hmm. Like, it was written as if it was a romantic comedy, but it was also written as if it was a Lifetime original movie. Yep. Um, and then the camera work was just odd. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some camera angles that I could have done without. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like with the writing being like a romantic comedy or like a lifetime movie it felt like in like someone else's hands that could have been what they were going for but it just if that was what they were going for which i don't think it was i think they were trying to keep it realistic but they just the writing was not there but if they were trying to for some reason go with like this romantic comedy we're talking about this like horrible love story like, it just didn't land. If they wanted to sort of make a comment on, like, who Ted Bundy was and his and Liz's, like, romance, 
and sort of play with those like romantic comedy tropes in terms of the writing it just wasn't effective it didn't sound like we're satirizing this or you know showing what the real life effect of this is it felt like we don't know what we're writing so we're gonna say things that are just not very well written yeah it kind of didn't i feel like it kind of didn't show the true gravity of the case until maybe honestly not even the like the very end well it's like even in the beginning we avoided looking at anything bad he had done yeah period yeah to me um and I think a lot of people have said this. To me, it seems like the film is very biased towards the fact that, or the idea that Ted Bundy did nothing wrong. And I think that's especially evident in the first, like, maybe half hour of the film. Yeah. yeah. You. The thing is, I guess, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Oh, but yeah. You don't see him actually do anything until the last what five minutes of the movie yeah. and I was really expecting and I know that a lot of people were saying that they didn't want anything like this because it would be kind of I don't know insensitive insensitive mm-hmm. to show but I what I was expecting and what I think would actually portray Ted Bundy in a realistic light and show what a terrible person he was yes. I I thought that we were going to see him doing doing more and i thought we were going to see no. him breaking into kayo i yeah. thought we were going to see him actually killing people i not you know yeah. obviously too graphically but i thought that we were going to see well more it what he being did. in the last like 15 10 minutes they do show that stuff and mm-hmm. it is very effective but it almost is not worth sitting through the whole no. movie where they're sort of <coughs> I don't even know what it is like humanizing Ted Bundy but not humanizing him in a way that's like see anyone could have done this but humanizing him in such a way that you're kind of like oh did Ted Bundy do this he's saying no and it's only in those last 15 minutes where he does admit to it and I know that's how it happened in real life but it's only in those last 15 minutes where they show him committing the crimes and it just sort of that stuff's effective and that stuff gets to you but it almost is too late in the movie I think like what so I liked that for most of it. I wish it would have came in a little bit earlier, but I think what I took from it was that like they were trying to do maybe like the public's opinion during that time that was like he had like a fan base of people and that they were all like, "Oh yes, Ted is so charming." blah 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 blah. And the reason that maybe they cut a lot of the stuff other than the backlash they got from the horrible trailer. Oh god. Yes. Cuz honestly, That's what I wanted to talk about. Pretty little thing <laughs> that the trailer obviously was nothing like that movie, but um, but yeah, but like I feel like what it was doing for me was at least saying like this is what people were thinking was happening, and they were just saying this. But then when they finally show Liz's like breakdown of him and him just finally admitting to it, um, I don't know. I feel like it could have came in a lot earlier, but yeah, it was fine with where it. Well, come. I mean, and we can we'll talk about the trailers after this. But I found an article on Esquire. So it's like an actual (coughs) reputable source, which is going to be linked, you know, in the description and whatever. But like it basically goes over a lot of stuff that the movie got wrong about uh, the whole case. So like the very first thing from that article or in this article is like the fact that in the movie, Liz pretty much for the entire thing believes that Ted Bundy is innocent and she's like very adamant about the fact that he's innocent up to like the last 15 minutes but in the real case um it says that 
she did make the call to police in 1974, which she talks about in her memoir, which I think this is like loosely based off of, very loosely. Um, but she like continued to like go back on the clues and like re-examine everything. And so like by the time for uh, by the time of his execution and like when he was on trial, she was like pretty much convinced that he had done it. Which is strange because if it if it's the director of the same of the Ted Bundy tapes, I feel like from what I saw from what I saw of the tapes and like just reading reviews of it, they were saying that the tapes were pretty accurate. With, yeah. So which is strange that if it's the same director, how much of like movie production stuff changes the script? Know, it would be this director. Well, yeah. yeah like, well, and like how much of like of movie production went in of to them being like, oh, it's Zac Efron. It, we need to sell this. So we're going to change the story to make it a bit more like, I don't know, more polling yeah. rather than what it actually happened. Well, to me, like I watched the tapes as soon as they came out a few months ago. I think it was like <coughs> during Christmas time is when they dropped because I remember Scary. being like at my actual house watching it. Um, but even then, there was like this weird bias about Ted Bundy's in, in, like innocence. Mm-hmm. And like throughout pretty much all the tapes, every single episode – there's always that element of like, did he actually do it? Which I think is just, honestly, straight up is just disgusting. And it, the fact that it's carried over in this movie is disgusting as well. It also is just so dumb. We know Ted Bundy. Everyone mm-hmm. knows who yeah. Ted Bundy was and what he did. And this, I said this when the trailer came out, but why were they portraying it almost as like, did Ted Bundy do it? You'll have to watch this movie to find out. It's like, I think you answered your own question when you asked the question. You said, did Ted Bundy do it? Y- yes. <laughs> yes, he did. No, I, I was really worried about that when I saw the trailer because it, it seemed like it was going to be this <coughs> like thriller where they were like, this man is so cool. To me, Look it was it, the trailer was shot and like edited like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Sort it of. was, and so I, it, and it did seem very much like, <clears throat> did he do it? And we were like, yes, obviously, he is Theodore Robert Bundy. <laughs> um, yes, he did it, and maybe I'm, I mean, obviously everyone here knows that Ted Bundy did it, but I would be curious to see someone who is completely unfamiliar with the case watched this movie oh, yeah. and um, just see what they think about it. Because yeah. I know even after watching the movie, a lot of people are saying like, oh, this made him seem like he was innocent, which to me, I didn't see that. No. But that might just be because... It might be biased because you know the case yes. really well. Yeah, yeah I, I personally wasn't all that familiar with Ted Bundy's case I mean I knew that he was a a very bad man a very bad serial killer (laughs) um but like I guess kind of like what you were saying seeing (coughs) seeing how maybe the next generation who doesn't know who Ted Bundy is that would be very uh interesting Mm -hmm. which I think might be dangerous you know what I mean like I feel like this is sort of a necessary discussion of just like what happens and thankfully the movie wasn't like the trailer but the trailer very much portrayed it like a buddy cop Mm -hmm. movie it didn't seem to be taking 
what he did and how horrible his crimes were as seriously and in the movie they are very serious and they come across as horrifying and disgusting like they were but it is just sort of interesting what if this is someone's they've heard of Ted Bundy but they don't know exactly what he did what if this is their very first introduction to him and because Mm -hmm. He comes across as very, very charming and all this stuff. What if they... I don't know. I, I just well, feel like it's a moral question. Right now, my thing is I'm thinking about my sisters who are a couple years younger than me. This will likely be their first encounter with that name. Yeah. I'm just... I'm curious to see how that plays out. Well, my biggest fear um, <coughs> when I first saw the trailer and I heard that it was going to be like very romance-based between him and Liz, which at the end of the day, it was not. Yeah. It's probably because this was... A huge reaction you know after the trailer dropped but my biggest fear was that the people who didn't know the case were going to gravitate towards it because you know Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy Ted Bundy is conventionally you know attractive to a lot of people younger girls who like know Zac Efron and who are fans of them are going to watch this and obviously it's rated R so but it is on Netflix so they yeah, it's available to them um but like they are going to watch it and especially the fact that this sort of hints at that he was innocent, this is going to, you know, I'm worried that this is going to be like, oh, like, he did nothing wrong, so it's okay. Like, you know, there mm. to me, like, the first half of the movie, the director, the writers, you know, did not care at all about the victims. And, like, the last 15 minutes of the movie was when they were like, okay, let's shove all of this. And, like the last 15 minutes of the movie were the best part because they finally acknowledged, hey, like, this guy was actually horrible. And yeah. these are what this is what he did. I feel like literally the only question of, like, that you can... is so minuscule because it's, like, sort of how they presented in the last few minutes is that the only thing that you can maybe say is that if, if he was... If whatever, obviously he's not, but if he was innocent, did he just say, I'm guilty so that he could... To get whatever deal that he could in the last few moments, right. and that's such a minuscule like thing that's obviously not even true. But it's like that could be the only argument case because there was too much evidence to like say that it wasn't true. So I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like basing a whole movie on that might be too far fetched, which is why I think they kind of failed on that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, kind of like what Madeline said. Um, <clears throat> The last 15 minutes of the movie were basically the only part when they acknowledged the victims. So, like, imagine you're someone who only watched the first hour because you're like... I was literally just about to say that. When it comes in the last... Because it does show him, like, admitting his crimes to Liz. And then in text it says that he admitted to, like, all of the murders that he did. But, like... Yeah, what happens if you're just sort of browsing on Netflix? You don't know who Ted Bundy is except for maybe his name because, honestly, as a woman growing up, (laughs) you know, you hear people, like, your parents tell you, like, there was this guy named Ted Bundy. I remember hearing when I was, like, in elementary school, like, if you see a man and you don't know who he is, even if he looks like he's not creepy even if he is in a cast like he was do not like approach that man or go with that man or try to help that man even though you know you want to be nice to him because you just don't know what he'll do so like even if 
you know Ted Bundy that far, what happens if you're just sort of, since it is on Netflix, and this isn't like, I think Netflix is good, I'm not against Netflix, but what happens if you are just kind of like scrolling through and you watch the first hour and you're like, this is interesting, but I've got to go. Yeah, because it it is a two-hour movie, Mm -hmm. and not a lot of people have the time to watch a two-hour movie. Also, just a note... The first hour isn't very good, no. so it no, is no, very. Not at all. It is you extremely possible. Turn it off because you don't like the. Music. Yes, yeah. you're. You actually have good taste in films, and you're like, this is awful. The only like Claire said at the beginning, the only thing I can praise that worked throughout the film was the acting. Yeah. Yes, like the all. I think pretty much all the actors were great. They all looked like the actual people, which is incredible. Zac Efron was. I think other than Amazing. the obviously, obvious like plot shift in the in the end that made it work so well was like um, that like the just overall like cinematography and yeah. just storytelling of the last bit of the movie were so much better and, and and it was just because it was just simple and I guess that was that's what's intriguing about like serial killers is is just sitting down and hearing what they have yeah. to say and why they did things and like he, and just seeing that stupid arrogance throughout the movie of. Ted Bundy is like whatever is what happened and that's like interesting enough to see a little bit but what was most interesting was just seeing him breaking down because of Liz tearing him down and being honest and brutal with him yeah and like just that just that stupid panning that was so long of going back and forth just like stupid shots throughout the movie like you were saying (coughs) but I think that wasn't present in the last scene which made it work well I mean the last scene was just so simple and it needed to be because this was the confessional scene (coughs) I've seen people say like call it the hacksaw scene because of what he calls it like what he confesses to Liz Um, but I mean it really is I think I think because the director gives the actors time to sit down and like do what they were supposed to be doing all along which is playing real life people I think that's you know where the greatness of that last scene and I'm I think like I've I've heard mixed reviews about it you know like I've heard people say this is incredible I've heard people say this is bad but I think it honestly like I think the last scene is why people are saying it's incredible because just watching that scene like in that moment for a second I did forget like the rest of the movie that's why I was saying I felt like the first beginning of the movie led up to that well well, that's maybe what's unfortunate is because you don't get that feeling in the first 10 minutes (coughs) when we get that first scene is that never comes back until the very end. It it leaves you with a very strong impression, and I almost feel like the last 15 or so minutes was the movie that they wanted to tell, but for some reason, they just decided to go with the stupid angle. I, it was like they were trying to hold their cards too close yeah. to the chest so that they could have those I feel like it's because last... of all the backlash that happened. I want to well, see... But I, I, I honestly I, don't I know. know. I honestly... Because I think it went to film festivals before the trailer was released. So I, it was like they were trying to hold on to those last 15 minutes since that was such a solid sequence that like the entire movie suffered because you didn't get to... Because it was sort of playing this like weird i don't know story of oh oh, what what's the truth that so that they could have that reveal the reveal even though it was so good and even though those last few scenes were so good i think it kind of hindered the movie in some way well i mean the movie did premiere at several film festivals before it hit netflix and it won at several film festivals before it hit netflix and i like I think it mentions in the article, like the Esquire article, that there were 
a lot of cuts. Um, they cut one scene. Let me see if I can find it. This so is the type of movie that I want to see, like the cut scenes. Too. Yeah. yeah. I know that um, there are a lot of weird. There are a lot of weird jumps throughout mm-hmm. the movie as yeah. well. So I wonder if though if the weird jumps were because of the, all the cutscenes. Yeah, so many things were skipped. I I have a note. I took notes. Um, <laughs> I have a note that I took maybe five minutes into the movie that says they're going very quickly. This feels like Endgame. Yeah. And oh. <laughs> and um, <laughs> but and it didn't stop. I was like, oh, maybe they want to get to a certain part in the story to where they can start having like a linear narrative, yeah. but it never, never happened. happened. And I think Claire brought this up earlier. It felt like the exact same thing was happening for half like, of the movie. Yeah. For the majority of the movie, mm-hmm. because he would go to trial. You wouldn't see any of his trial. You would just see some ladies doing the worst acting you've ever seen in your life outside of the trial. <laughs> and then I really like, yeah, it was bad. He's such a cute man. <laughs> it was so terrible. Um, and then it, you would just see him. They would put handcuffs on him every time. It was the same shot every time. Oh, pretty much in was. his in his bow tie. I also have um, a note that says, "Uh, the bow tie." Can you say Menendez? Because it really it really feels like the Menendez brothers when they would show up to court in in their sweater vests. Oh my god. But it literally was. It was literally like we'd see the prosecution interrogating the witness. We'd see none of Ted Bundy's defense. And then the judge would go, we hereby convict Theodore Bundy of, you know, whatever crime. And it would cut to Zac Efron's confused, shocked face. He was like, what? Like, he, like, he, like the audience, was also like, how do we get here? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, but it, it was just very bizarre that until the very, very last trial, which, again, it might have been intentional that they didn't show any trials, but until that very, very last trial, it was this very weird cycle of <laughs> Ted Bundy keep going, I don't know why I'm losing. What am I doing wrong? And we were like, I mean, you're losing because you did it, but we also don't know what your defense is. What could you possibly be saying that makes you think that you have a shot at winning this? I think there were so many things that were lost in this movie. I think there were so many things that were lost in this movie. Like, we were talking during the movie about how I was really expecting to see him on at least one of his escapes specifically the one where he got halfway across the country before yeah. they realized yeah. he was gone how did that happen another giant spoiler it's not longer. in the movie yeah. <laughs> it, so it's just trial except there's no trial it's just insinuated it's that there's a trial conviction conviction he escapes conviction he gets caught Conviction. Coke machine sex scene. Coke that we did not need scene. another note. We did not, under any circumstances, need that sex scene. Yeah. So, um, apparently, like, looking at this article, a lot of significant things got cut. Specifically, and I'm reading directly from the, the um, paragraph that says this. So, specifically, a moment when... Liz and Bundy have a final phone call, which was completely cut from the film. And this is when um, Kendall asked, and she asked during the last 15 minutes, that scene, the 
hacksaw scene um, if he had ever tried to kill her. And which I think is a very important moment because like the fact that this entire movie, he's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I would never do something like that. The fact that she like had to ask and be like, did you try to kill me? And of course, in the movie, he says no. Um, But the scene that they cut, he actually confesses, which he did in real life. He confesses that he once closed the damper at Liz's house while she was sleeping so that the smoke wouldn't go up the chimney. And then he left and put a towel under the, under the door so the smoke wouldn't escape. So he basically was just trying to suffocate her to death, which is something that they... And she says about suffocating. Yeah, and which is something that they completely cut from the film. And I don't know if it was in the film festival version, but I think, honestly, that's such an important thing that they should not have taken out. I, I feel like um, the thing is like, I forgot what I was going to say. Hold on, go back to me. I'm just <laughs> assuming that a lot of great scenes were cut after oh, the film festivals where this movie won all the awards. I think <laughs> what happened was, I don't even necessarily think they cut after the first trailer came out. I think what happened was they did the film festival deal. They were like, cool. Netflix was like, hey, we want to have your movie because we just did Ted Bundy tapes. That was a success. The guy was like, cool. And then he... <clears throat> I mean, he says in the director says in interviews he wanted to give a different take of the story. So like, his his version of this story was through supposedly supposed to be like through Liz's point of view. Yeah. It was not. No surprise there. Not at all. I I didn't feel like that perspective worked because um, a Liz was never <coughs> on camera enough. It mainly showed things from Bundy's point of view, which like kind of humanized him in a weird way when he doesn't really deserve to be humanized. I think it would have been so much more effective and so interesting if they wanted to go that angle, if like the entire movie was just from like Liz's point of view and all we saw were like the trials that she was there for, the trials that she saw, you know, on TV and like her thoughts and her experience and about it and like what makes me upset is that they supposedly based this movie off of her memoir that she wrote which detailed all of that mm-hmm. and i do not see that here at all you know, i feel like this movie would be i know we were like joking about lifetime movies i feel like this movie honestly would be a good movie like it like we're talking about it it's not a bad movie but we're nitpicking it because of the stuff about what it's about but if this movie was not about Ted Bundy and was just a made-up story, I f- and they could have replayed... I feel like the story would have played a lot better. They also yes. could have added in things like murder scenes and all that stuff because if they would have done that, obviously that would have been insensitive and it wouldn't have played out well. But if it would have been just something like a Lifetime movie, I honestly think the flow of this movie, they could have added in things and made it fit better. But I agree. they and had the to take whole, out some things as Ted Bundy. The whole... Did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he lying? Is he telling the truth? Would have worked so much. Would have worked too. so well for like. A I thought of story. that in the last fifteen minutes because it shows <coughs> Liz breaking down after he's confessed to this, and it's emotional. But after having sat through the whole movie, where you're just kind of like getting frustrated with how it's being told, I I thought like, okay, what if they obviously not Ted Bundy's crimes because that would just be a a different level of horrible, I think. Um, but something like this handled with more care, but like, I don't know, 
So yeah, I had the same thought. I thought about that in the first shot when I saw <laughs> Zac Efron. I was like, "Ooh, what if he was playing like someone who was loosely based on Ted Bundy, yeah. but was not supposed to actually be Ted Bundy?" Yeah. Well, we're gonna um, end this up pretty soon. So, any closing thoughts? Yeah, what did you think of the film? Um, I thought the film. Um, it could have been better. I really enjoyed the final 15 minutes when it finally discussed the uh, brutality of what he committed. And I really, really loved how they listed the victims because mm-hmm. giving them it's giving them a voice when they can't speak anymore. Yeah, I agree. I think... Um, them showing the names of all the women who were (laughs) murdered by Ted Bundy was very powerful and I think very much like the the good thing to do because I think the film did suffer by not considering more about what the victims were thinking or it just felt like it was lacking the victim's perspective when that would have been it should have been more necessary and so I I really did appreciate them putting at least all of their names at the very end but I think I would have just liked that same reverence the whole time yeah throughout oh I think obviously that was great at the end but like you said it was lacking the victim's perspective I thought it was lacking the victim's period it was like in the yep. victim's presence yes, um because so. yeah. once again it was just trial after trial after trial i don't even think that they said a victim's name until they were um in florida, in, right. in florida after yeah i think actually um the two girls in Kaya were the first the first names that they even said yeah which was kind of crazy to me um Heartbreaking, honestly yeah mm-hmm. Um, so obviously there could have been more focus on the, on the victims and respecting them, but, um, overall it could have been a better movie. Last 15 minutes were great, but I was a little disappointed. Cool. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree. I I think we all agree that the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie was definitely the best. Um, and that's from like the writing the shots that are actually being taken. Everything looks so much better in the last 15 minutes. Um, And I think, and we said it earlier, and I think we all agreed before we started recording, was had they figured out what story they wanted to tell, it would have been a stronger movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I want to rewatch this again with a different perspective because um, I, I think I might have enjoyed it a little bit more than the rest of you just because I early on was like okay I don't really like the way it's going so I'm thinking of it as the sort of they're trying to tell what the general public was only seeing until the end Um, so I think I want to watch it from a perspective of really pay attention to what like Liz's is because I feel like this movie since he did do the tapes he was like and he wanted to do the different thing he didn't want to just make a movie version of the tapes that he just did so maybe he threw together this thing that he didn't really know where he wanted it to go. But I, I don't know. I kind of want to watch it from a different perspective, maybe a few different times. Yeah. Um, 
I think to me this this whole movie kind of sums up an issue that I've seen recently when it comes to serial killers is this like romantization and like um, sensationalism <coughs> of serial killers and you know like I've said I've said before on the podcast with uh, Mr. Weepy Voice uh, it's fun to talk about serial killers it's fun to study serial killers it is not fun to you know put them in a light I think like this movie does for the first half you know because at the end of the day they are people who have done horrific things in society and some of them just don't seem to care so it's like you know I think if if you're gonna watch this film take a lot of what happens in the beginning with a grain of salt and actually like watch the last 15 minutes because again that is the most powerful you know moment in the film like we've been saying anyway so that's enough for tonight if you could like subscribe you know leave a comment let me know how we did if you'd like more stuff like this um to keep up to date with the podcast you can follow uh the podcast twitter that's h-h-y-h-a podcast that link is going to be in the description along with pretty much everybody else's social media links so if you like what you heard give them a follow these are great people yeah uh (laughs) thank you guys so much for watching or listening we will be back to regular episodes uh within the next few days so thanks